Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by listennotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Today, we're so blessed that you're joining us. You know, in a time where the moral compass of our society seems to be spinning out of control, where every headline brings news that shakes the very foundation of our beliefs, we often find ourselves asking, what's next? Where do we find hope and guidance in times such as we're living in right now? Well, our guest today is David Heron, author of The Coming, Footpath to the End of the Age. This book offers a beacon of light and the perceived darkness. His book's not just another commentary on the state of the world. It's really a journey using allegories and and storytelling, and and it provides us a a narrative that basically resonates with the very core of our spiritual being as Christians. Amen? David's work taps into the growing sentiment that our world is right now on the cusp of significant change. Are we living in the last of the last days? Well, through David's storytelling, he confronts this head on. He confronts the decline in morality, a topic that's on the minds of many people in our nation and across the world right now. But here's a twist. David's narrative doesn't just wallow in the troubles of our times. It seeks to uplift, to reassure, to empower us. Amen. And as you listen today, prepare yourselves for a conversation that's not only thought-provoking, but soul-searching as well. David's perspective is unique. He doesn't just analyze the tribulations we face. He provides a pathway through them. And his message is very clear. The Bible says, be anxious about nothing, not even the tribulation. Amen. In this discussion today, we will explore the depths of David's story in his book and unravel the messages that he he put into it and discuss how his book might just be the guide we need in these uncertain times, whether you're deeply spiritual, seeking answers, or just curious about the moral direction of our country and this world. This is one episode, folks. This is one interview you do not want to miss. David's been on our program a few times before the last couple of years discussing the end-time topics of which we're now looking at. His books lay out clear road signs for believers to not only survive, but to thrive in these end days. Amen? And for the best part of the last 20 years, David has been deep in Bible research and studying and other references. He's the author of several books. And like I said, today he's here to share all about this book. Help me welcome back to the program our good friend, David Heron. David, it is so good to talk with you again today, brother. Oh, Pastor Robert, it's really good to be back. Amen. Amen. Now, for the sake of those that may not have heard our prior interviews, I think the last one was in like May of 2022. But for those that may not have heard us before, share with us in your own words, who is David Heron? Well, um, when I was very young, uh, I was 12 years old when a book called Worlds in Collision by Emmanuel Velikovsky came out, which started talking about end time scenarios, even though at that time, 
nobody was thinking about it because they didn't see the evidence of it approaching. Um, I got into that, studied it, wrote a manuscript that wasn't very good, did not get published. But um, then my career in journalism and writing began. I, I was a sports writer. And then for the last 20 years or so, I've, I've been a Christian writer and I've written 10 books. And I think seven of them, if, I'm, if I, my count is right, have end time themes. Because I could see that we were getting into that um, area where, where it, it appears that we are getting into the end time. Yeah, um, and I think it's important to be prepared for what to expect. Because Jesus in Matthew 24, his sermon in Matthew 24, oh, yeah. and also Luke 21, Mark 13, Actually, it's in three places. Um, it really gets into it, and it 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 goes in order. You will say there will be false prophecies, uh, wars and rumors of wars, and then then he goes on and on, and and then there will be um, persecution, tribulation, uh, and this is actually the first thing that he mentions that's actually within the context of the end time. And it does contradict what a lot of, I, I've heard him on TV, pastors say, well, Jesus would not allow Christians yeah. to suffer like that. I've heard that too. But too. Yeah. His history shows that he's always allowed Christians to suffer like that. In the beginning, it was the apostles being persecuted to death. And all through history, Christians have been persecuted. Uh, but people people do not want to think of themselves as having to go through that. So they're they're trying to contrive a way out. Um, and um, maybe we can talk more about it or whatever direction you want to go in, into it. But I think the, I think this is the most important thing facing Christendom today. Jesus said he wants us to, to trust him, to stand firm. He's going to shorten the days of tribulation. Um but there are going to be days of tribulation. The word means persecution. That's what that word means. And I think it's it's really something that would be a good topic for our conversation. I don't know what areas that you want to touch on, but I think this is the most important thing right now because we don't want a lot of Christians panicking the way Peter did. Now, Peter came back and became a great, great Christian leader, but not everybody did. And Jesus, and Jesus in, in his um, sermon even said a lot of people, a lot, you know, a lot of these people who are denying Christ, that their destiny is not up there. It's down here. Okay. Your book, The Coming, The Footpath to the End of the Age, why did you write this book and release it right now? Well, it was more or less, <laughs> I don't know, the Lord prompted <laughs> me to write, the Lord prompted me to write it. And, and, and hey, you know, my, my first book was, uh, uh, let's see, uh, the sign of his, the high sign, um, the high sign. That was, that was my first major Christian book. It, it was pub it was to be published three times mm. before it actually came out because wow. God's timing was not right. So he kept delaying it. And this publisher went out of business, another publisher. Oh, wow. It was really something. And I'm thinking, oh, man, my poor book. <laughs> but he had, a, he had a way of doing it so that it came out at the right time. I think it was something yeah. like uh, eight years ago it finally came out. 
Amen. Um, instead of way back when, before anybody was even talking about end times. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but God has a way of getting himself. Um, oh, yeah. He, he gets it done, even though it may not. It was very disappointing to me that my book was getting, you know, put. it wound up being a double four star book on, 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 uh, Praise the Lord. on, uh, what was the online book club, which is huge. Uh, and it got, uh, and then end time living also got double four stars from, 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 uh, on time, from the end time. It's <laughs> the Lord. That's good. Anyway, uh, they both got th th these great ratings and the timing was right. And that's, that's all I can say. The, the Lord timed everything out to focus on now when people are really talking about the end time. Yeah, that's true. Amen. Uh, he, he this it. book, this book's written in a fictional format. The two main characters are basically on the run from right. the government forces trying to keep everyone in check and you know all that. Share with us the reason you use this type of fictional format to share the message in your book. I like fiction. Um and the other all of my other Christian books up until the last two were nonfiction. Um, now I, I, um, I don't know. I just like fiction. And I, when I'm reading, when I'm reading my book, the most touching things to me, when my, my emotion breaks reading my own book is when this woman who, who um, has tortured people because her own son was, was, was beaten to death by a, a torturer. Uh, she is beaten to death, and her her last words were really acceptance of Christ. And and the main character in the book, the main woman, um, the woman's name is Taryn, the woman who was the torturer. Um, I, 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 I'm sometimes I tear up reading it because it's so. Jesus wants us to love people who hate us. And if we do that, it's amazing how they will how they will sometimes turn. Yeah. Uh, and I I just you can't get that in nonfiction. Uh, fiction has yeah. power. Yeah. Because it gets the imagination running. Yeah. And yes. And they start relating to situations and as you said. Yeah, and, and these are situations that are that are coming, and some of them yeah. are already here. Amen. Amen. Uh, You've also identified some celestial things taking place that could be pointing to the soon return of Jesus. And I thought that was fascinating. Share with us some of the things that you were talking about. Well, mostly it's uh, it's comets. And we, we saw on TV, I think it was in 1993, it was about 20 years ago, but it was so vivid. And I think everybody was watching. This comet had been orbiting Jupiter for something like 20 years, and it started breaking apart and the pieces were falling to the planet. Yeah. And, and, you know, the comet itself was much smaller than Jupiter and the pieces were obviously a lot smaller than the comet. But when these pieces hit Jupiter, they made, some of them made earth sized explosions. Yeah. Comets are, are absolutely, um, well, uh, um, some, somebody from the, the, uh, who, who delves into it in the United States, uh, and I'm trying to remember the organization, but it was somebody who was close to it. He was asked about it on TV. 
And he said, comets are, 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 are nature's unstoppable projectiles. There is nothing that we can do to, to prevent a comet from, from doing whatever it's going to do. And they can be seen from one end of the sky to the other, which, which fulfills important uh, prophecy concerning this, this era, that that final appearance Will it be? It will be from one side to the other, from the east to the west. Well, that that's a comet, yeah. But tail millions of miles long. Um, I, I think I think it's going to be really scary. But the comet part of it, which is God's part, um, will not be as scary to Christians as the other part, where Christians are being tortured to death. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm using exact, it's kind of, no, these things are not exaggerated because this is, this is going to happen. It's, oh, yeah. Jesus, Jesus prophesied it. That's Tribulation, exactly. persecution. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they, I know a couple of years ago, I heard about an asteroid. It was, this is an asteroid, not a comet, named Apophis that scheduled, I mean, this thing's supposed to be huge and it's scheduled for a, a near miss in just a few years. I think it's a 2029, if I'm not mistaken. But I also believe that some scientific scholars have calculated the return trip a few years later. I think it's uh, seven years later. Go figure. But yeah. uh, the return trip, when it passed by, will be even closer. Right. And it's, it's always supposed to be. I mean, the first trip's going to pass between the Earth and the Moon. I mean, that's in in when you talk about space. That's that's, that's you close. know close. And this one, the return trip, seven years after that it's supposed to be even closer and instead it may actually skim the top of the atmosphere. Now this is what their projections are way out there, right? How accurate do you think their projections really are? Because if they came out and said, Oh, this thing's going to impact the earth and that's it. I mean, there'd be total bedlam here, you know, so you can't really trust what the government is telling you on this stuff. No, you can't. One thing though, there was a series of events Two of them in David, King David's lifetime, when he was young and when he was old, 52 years apart. There was a, a sequence of, of terrible events that happened 52 years apart. And uh, if you really study that, it appears to be a comet making its return every 52 years and all kinds of, you know, you know, explosions and terrible mm-hmm. things are happening. Um, and then it, it's gone. Yeah. And then 52 years later, there's just another another scenario where all time, kinds of terrible. Well, this is the way a comet is. Yeah. And 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 this is why um, Emmanuel Velikovsky's book really got a hold of me. And I can see um, this coming. Yeah. I, I, the, the flood was a comet event. Um, mm. The, the uh, explosion of. Um, I think I did read something about that. Uh, Sodom was was a comet event. Yeah. Jupiter, uh, not Jupiter. Um, um, Pluto is a comet. They mm. found that out. Um, uh, Venus was a comet. Um, maybe Mer- Mercury was also. Probably was. So sometimes they they come in and they don't get out they leave. They just because there's something yeah. they get caught. Up, you know, yeah. uh, they're they're. <clears throat> their orbits are changed and they, and they don't, they get, they get retained. Yeah. Um, I just read recently, I can't remember where was that? 
it may have been a YouTube video or something, but they said that it, there was a comet recently discovered that it, it's past, I believe it's between Saturn and Jupiter right now, but it's headed this way. It's not going to, not projected impact, but like next year, it's supposed to be visible in the, with the naked eye that goes by again. They, and nobody even knew it was there. <laughs> you know, that's what's, you know, all these great scientific things looking at the sky and oh, where'd this come from? You know, type thing. <laughs> so it's, it's always amazing me, you know, how much we don't know. You know, I mean, there, there's solar eclipses, there's blood moons, there's a bunch of things that are outlined in the Bible. Just share with us some of the things that you see happening that could be called a sign of things to come. Oh, let me just. Uh, well, um, God mostly gets angry at people when we break his law in the Bible, biblical law, thou shalt not commit murder, thou shalt not steal. If immorality gets pervasive, as, as it seems to be doing, it's, it's really bad. Now, the bad guys are out demonstrating by the hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. against Israel. I mean, yeah. come on. Um, it's, it's everywhere. Um, it really is. It's, it, the evidence is just everywhere. Uh, it's not it's not just well comets are they've been around yeah since the creation i think i think i think jesus when he spoke spoke to everything into creation um i think he enjoyed doing the comets <laughs> uh, because because these are unpredictable and they're kind of reminding reminding the the people who live here that no we are not really in charge and if if this doesn't go the way we wanted to, this could be the end of our world. Mm. Uh, and that's just, that's a reminder from the Lord that we need to turn to him and trust him uh, instead of going about our business as if he doesn't exist. Um, I think that's really the most important thing. Now, how many, how many people are going to wise up in time when they have a chance? And and that is also predicted in the book of Zechariah that when, 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 um, the end comes that one third of the human beings, that is of the, you know, the adults who are old enough will be on the side of being born again and will be going to heaven. Well, Billy Graham and D James Kennedy, probably the two greatest evangelists of our, of our time, both said before they died that that number was less than 10%. So how many people have to get saved in order to get that up to one third? It's got, you're talking about a billion um, or more, depending on how many die in the interim, because a lot are gonna, a lot are gonna be dying. But a billion people saved, talk about a revival. That's not a revival. That's that's <laughs> whoa. That's yeah, a, when you only got eight billion, you got eight billion people on the planet, it's only one eighth of the planet. Well, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> one eighth of the planet, but a billion. That's, we don't even yeah. talk in billions. We talk in millions and and thousands. But unless you're the government trying to run up a credit card bill, so <laughs> yeah. That's well, true. there are a billion, there are a billion people in China, but <laughs> yeah. But but, but even, yeah. I mean, it's just mind-boggling to consider yeah. how many people are going to turn to the Lord when they have a last chance. That's that's the big thing, really. Yeah. Amen. 
Which of these celestial signs, though, do you believe will have the greatest impact to life on Earth as we know it? The celestial signs by, uh, oh, I'm not sure what. You know, the comets, asteroids, meteors. Oh, yeah. What are you looking for? Comets are much more. Asteroids are just big rocks that fall and make holes. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I I listed in one of my books these types of things. And the only one that even sounded dangerous when it was was all through was a comet. Mm. The others are, um, well, it, it could be, it could be. One of the one of the preachers on TV predicted that it would be a, a lunar eclipse, would be the sign of Jesus' return. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, we you know, we I, have I, those all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. They're they're common. It's not going to be a commonplace thing. Um, anyway, anyway, it's going to be a turbulent time, a difficult time, but in some ways, it's going to be a a great time. And when you read some of the prophecies about the end time, um, Jesus turns it around. He says, blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. And that's going to be the heart of what's going on in the end time. God's people are going to be persecuted, but we are to be eternally blessed in heaven if we stand firm and trust him. Yeah, amen. 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 You know, I mean, we see persecutions rising against the believers right now. I mean, it's, you know, compared to 50 years ago, I mean, it is just horrific, some of the stuff we see going on socially. I mean, and it all started with the attack on marriage and escalated, you know, way past that. But that's the same plan the devil instituted in the Garden of Eden. His tactics don't change, you know. And, and now we see Israel at war during the time of this recording, and the world is mad at Israel when they were the ones attacked by Hamas. I mean, <laughs> what are your thoughts on all this as, as they relate to the story you wrote in your book, The Coming, a Footpath to the End of the Age? Well, I kind of obliquely referred to that uh, a couple of minutes ago when I talked about mm-hmm. the, reverse, the reversal of good is evil and evil is good, um, yeah. and everything is upside down. And you, you can't have much more of that. Well, before the flood, what was it? Yeah, same. No, yeah. Um, Noah was the only just person. I, mm-hmm. Yeah, God trusting, God trusting person, and his family, and everybody else. What happened to them? Yeah, they right. they were they they drowned in the flood. Yeah. And, and the, this is going to be a different kind of flood because it'll be a flood of fire that will be initiated from above. Yeah. And, and when, it's, when it penetrates the Earth's surface, the fire that's been below the surface of the Earth will start coming out. And this planet is going to be, you know, it'll be just an inferno. Yeah. But God's people won't be on this planet anymore. We're going to be up there, out there someplace incredibly beautiful. Incredibly exciting with the Lord, with our loved family members who are safe. Um, so our end will be great. And I, yeah. I, I don't want to be talking too negatively here because God's God loves us. Yeah. And I don't even know why. <laughs> why, why Amen. But he does. Because of Jesus. That's the only reason. <laughs> After I went through my four months, 
I heard this still small voice. And I, I had really been through it, but I had I was starting to think some good thoughts. And it was it was like, well, you needed that. You needed that. And I thought, yeah, I did. It doesn't make sense because I went through hell, you know, fractured hip, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But in a way, spiritually, I needed that. My life changed. My my approach to life changed. Um, I needed it to get, to get to where God wanted me to refocus. be. Refocus, yeah, just to refocus. Amen, amen. You know, we were talking before the recording that you know believers today fall into basically three different camps: the pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib rapture, and whatever we want to call it, the return of Jesus. What does your book lead us to see as far as the pre, mid, or post-tribulation rapture? Well, if you just read Matthew 24, which goes, then this happened, then this happened, then this happened. The rapture is last. Mm-hmm. And it, it's Jesus returns, takes his people up, and that's the rapture. There's no other rapture there. Yeah. And even in the, in the two Thessalonians books, which I've heard quoted by um, pre-trib rapture, but fervent people who believe in the pre-trib rapture. But it's in there. It's 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 scattered throughout the Bible. Hebrews twelve, um, Matthew five, you, you I've quoted that. It, it's it's really not there. Um, you have to take when they what uh, when they do what they do this is this they say well there's going to be a lot of people coming back with Jesus when he returns and those are going to be the people that were taken up in the pre-trib rapture, but that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says. The messengers will be, will be coming back with Jesus. And when the Bible uses that word, it means angels. So that, that you know, that does not work because it's not going to be pre-trib rapture people coming back with Jesus. It's going to be angels, the messengers. Yeah, um, I, he's I don't sending forth his labors into the harvest to, to gather the wheat from the chaff. Right. Well, um, one of my favorite TV preachers, he, he has recently basically said there's no evidence in the Bible for, for you know, to contradict the pre-trib rapture. But it's, it's a lot of it. There's a lot of it. Well, like you said, it, the, it, Jesus is very clear. This will happen. This will happen. This will happen. This will happen. And then the end, the end will come. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the clearest thing of all. And that's yeah. Matthew 24, Jesus himself. When when they asked him to talk about the the end time, and and three gospel writers quoted it, and they all put they all put the return at the end. It's yeah. not at the beginning Amen. of the end time. It's the end of the end time. Amen. Well, David, this has been so interesting. How can someone order a copy of your book, The Coming Footpath to the End of the Age? Um, I I do have a website, okay. uh, www end times that's as if one word end times and then there's a little hyphen okay. mystery.com okay. Uh, i personally um i think that the pricing on my books um and i do i do now have 20 of them 10 of oh, the books the pricing of my books in amazon are, are fair mm-hmm. so i don't i don't and a, any bookstore any book mm-hmm. outlet if you go go in and say, well, how do I get this book? They say, well, we'll, we'll order it for you. So you can get it through book outlets. Right. Uh, 
But the easiest way would be either through um, Amazon or through my website. Probably easier through Amazon. <laughs> so, you, so you don't have to make all them trips to the but, post but office, you might, right? You might enjoy it to my website because you might enjoy something. It's a nice one. It's a great website. It really is. <laughs> if someone wanted to reach out to you to ask a question, or maybe do an interview like this, how can they do that? How can someone get in touch with you? I do. I do. Well, I'll give. I'll give you two things. I'll give you my. I'll give you my phone number. Well, I wouldn't do that, not on a recording, but uh, well, okay, got right. email or something. That'd email, right. email, yeah. okay. email. Um, but you're right. It's the phone number. I might, might, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. And somebody who doesn't like me. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Okay. But the the email is Enoch. That's E N O C H. The first guy who went up. Mm-hmm. Seven. The number seven at comcast.net amen amen i think i said enoch e-n-o-c-h a lot of people yep. want to make it a k yeah but amen. that's that's a good way okay. that's, I'll, that's i'll put links to all this in the show notes below amen folks <laughs> as we bring today's riveting conversation with david heron to a close i'm left reflecting on the profound insights and the sense of hope that his book the coming footpath to the end of the age offers and the challenging times that we're facing right now as believers. I mean, as we've gone through the information Davis provided today, he has uncovered the deep spiritual and and moral questions that confront us today, basically on a daily basis. I mean, all you got to do is watch the news, the evening news, and you can see it hitting us right in the face. His book isn't just a read. It's an experience. It's a guide as he said, you know, sometimes he'll just be flipping through the pages and reading something, and the storytelling touches your soul. It does. And it's it's simply amazing. And it's a guide, really, that offers clarity and reassurance in the midst of the chaos of our time. Amen. The urgency to understand and navigate the complexities of our current world in which we live cannot be overstated. And The Coming is more than just a book. It's a vital resource, really, for anyone seeking to stand firm in their faith in a world that seems to be like shifting sand under our feet. I urge you, don't don't let this conversation today be the end of the journey. Drop down the show notes right now. Click the links below. Grab your copy of David Heron's book, The Coming, Footpath to the End of the Age, so you can equip yourself with the knowledge and, and a perspective. That's the thing, a perspective needed to face these times with confidence and peace and assurance that Jesus is still Lord no matter what. David, I want to thank you again for coming back on the program today and sharing all about your book and your words of inspiration and your warnings for us. Praise God. I appreciate it. Well, thank you, Pastor Robert. I appreciate you having me. Amen. Folks, that's all the time we have for today. For David Heron and myself, it's Pastor Bob reminding you to be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do.